Rise and shine, sleepyhead. Rise and shine. I'm not really feeling up to this today. Nope, not really feeling up to it. Really? Not today. Why not? Everything's so doom and gloom. Doom and gloom. The whole world is going crazy. Sounds like you need a pep talk. I don't need a pep talk. Well, you're getting one. We're going to wake up. Get it together. One foot in front of the other. Put a smile on your face. And we're going to make a difference. Okay, guys, it's showtime. Yo, what is going on? Happy Monday, my friends. My name is Heart Soul. I would do the whole song and dance, but it has been a very long past few days. <laughs> I put in from Wednesday until Saturday. 31 hours on the road, my friends. We went to Milwaukee for the Republican presidential debate. It was something. Went to Green Bay after that to see our friend Professor K, who you will hear from tomorrow on your KC Morning Show. Then I had to get back to KC because Kitty had a birthday party. And then we had a sporting KC game on uh, Saturday. So yeah, I didn't move at all yesterday. Not a lick. All that to be said, my voice is shot. I'm not supposed to be talking even this much. So on the show today, celebrating 10 years that I've been doing radio. It's been wild. 10 years I've been doing this thing. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. (laughs) Did this back in 2017. At this point, probably the biggest interview of my career up until this point my conversation with randy and jason sklar the sklar brothers two of my favorite comedians it's so funny listening back to this i uh man i am not good yet and this is my first comedy interview which is extremely difficult it's so much harder than you would actually think i also as i'm listening back to this thing can feel how incredibly hungover i was (laughs) as we were doing this like violently hungover but all that being said i still like this one quite a bit rate review subscribe do that thing that you do back in your feeds tomorrow it's a good day to be a kansas city and absolutely a good day we will see you in the morning greetings Hartzell. search the force and a tremor i have felt it was you your ego just busted a planet. The Casey Morning Show. You're listening to Hartzell After Dark on the Alternative 96.5 The Buzz. Hello, hello. I'm talking to Jason and Randy Sklar, the Sklar brothers. my record bar t-shirt. right now. Oh, yeah. you have, you have, you know, so basically, you haven't local. showered yet. You haven't showered yet. No. That is a secret that, that didn't need to come out. <laughs> I mean, we were out late. We were out late last night. We were out late. We were, we were hanging late. out, man. And we and made you come early this morning. So I'm we sorry. Be on your show, man. We're yeah, so we really wanted to, to because we're like, you know, we do this thing. We go around. We do the press. We talk to everybody. But it's rare that you connect with yeah. somebody and you're like, oh, man, we're going to have a real conversation here. I've been a fan for a long time. I hate to fanboy. I hate to blow smoke up your ass. But but, no, you're not. You know, I we'll some of it. my smoke favorite away. smoke away. <laughs> uh, some of my favorite memories of the mid 2000s was me and my twin. As you guys are awesome. Yes. Me and my twin kicking in the living room, turning on ESPN Classic. Cheap and here's seats. Cheap seats. Well, the beauty of that show, and I love that you bring that up, is that 
what's crazy because i'll tell a story about like that show and how it almost became not what it was but that show was designed to have people being like we're hanging out with you so we would see people after that show was on who loved the show and they felt like they were just hanging out with us because it was just us on the couch talking directly to them and that's what it was in the third season someone second season second season someone can't no i think it was third someone came along at espn and said uh we need to put a, like a 50 person studio audience in there. And we were like, no, no, this is a bad idea because it was what you just said. Yeah. You and your brother hang yeah, out with me and my brother. It, yeah. it was very much like mystery science theater. Yep. A little and bit. We, we knew those guys and, and talked to those guys and said, Hey, we got this show coming out. But our goal when we made that show was if you don't love sports, you can still love the show. Right. If you love sports, you will love the show, right. but you, we wanted to create the kind of show that people were like, I love this show and I love the daily show and I love mm-hmm. Arrested Development mm-hmm. and I love Conan and I love those shows. Not I love Cheap Seats and I love Sports Center because we're comedians. That's what we are first. Right. We love sports. Yes. Like, well, how is this thing going to make everybody laugh? Right. And that was kind of what it's I like, and, and that's, a, that's tough, though. Like, that's, it's tough. It's a, that's a tough, very niche. So, but it's, it's tough when you talk about it, mm-hmm. but if you really peel it back and because we talk about this about musicians all the time yeah. and, and the music that people make. Randy and I were like, let's make the kind of show that if we didn't know us, we would want to watch and tell people about. So you think about a guy like, I don't know. I'm sure you do this with this show. Yeah. I want to do the type of show that if I wasn't me, I'd be like, this Driving is my around, show. Driving around, that's my yeah. show. This is my show. Same exact thing. In the choices of songs that mm-hmm. you can put on, you're set, you're opening up your playlist yeah. to people saying, yeah. this is what I love to listen but to. But I think about musicians like, I'm not trying to knock him because I know he's a funny guy, but like, does John Mayer listen to his music or does he listen to other <laughs> right. music? I don't know. I, right. I actually don't. Because his, his comedy tendencies are more indie mm-hmm. and, his, and his energy when you meet him or you kind of, we've met him before, they lean towards more indie. And I just, I don't know. I wonder if he would be the kind of guy who listened to his own music. I don't know. I like, I mean, I like to hear myself talk. So I'm, yeah, assuming, so there you go. I'm assuming he's, he's yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe he loves it. it. Maybe he loves it or maybe he wishes he was doing something different. <laughs> That's a little bit of both. You never know. <laughs> Internally screaming inside. That's right. Yeah. Right. <sighs> exactly. Jason and Randy Sklar, you guys are playing uh, this weekend over yeah. at the, uh, the Improv. Love North. Improv. We did a show last night, which was really fun. Mm-hmm. And we're just trying to get people out. People. S- two tonight, Friday night, two Saturday mm-hmm. night. Um, and it's such a great club. And this is our first time in Kansas City doing a weekend of shows. Yeah. And it's also special. And we were talking about this with you because we do this uh, audio documentary that yeah. we're like trying to get. It's going to be on audible.com. Each city will be a chapter and it'll probably be like a six hour long project. I'm so, so we're doing 12 cities. I cannot wait to hear and that. And Kansas City is going to be one of one the cities. One of the cities. So we sort of set this challenge for us when we go into a comedy club where we're in a weekend where we're like, all right, let's try and write five to 10 mm-hmm. minutes of new material about what is Kansas City experience. It'd be like if a band came to town and was like, we're going to write a song this weekend. And then we'll play it for you. When we dabble in comedy at all, it's mm-hmm. it's always yeah. a punishment. So yeah. it's like you lost a bet. Go do two minutes of stand up. I couldn't do it. So I we have to go. It. So the, the the trick is we got to go around and experience. And that's what brought us to the record bar. Really, yeah. we have to experience as much of Kansas City as we as can. much as you get done with your show. And you uh, I'll go back to my hotel. We want to go back to the airport Hilton. We want to like <laughs> right. get out and we want to actually experience it. And that's what we did last night by going to the record bar, which your friend yeah, knows friend the Bob. owners. Yeah, Bob knows Sean and Steve. But he said, go find them, 
find them and then they will tell you about other stuff and, and then, of course we go to the bar we meet you we see other people there awesome we go we kick it up down kick it up awesome. down play a little skee ball which I you just play joust yes. super cool and we saw way more people there and a bunch of people were like come yeah. see it it's like they're like I'll come to your shows yeah. and so and that's then, who we want and that's who we want coming out to the show so and we just were, I mean literally we landed at the airport and we just started writing material and it is like a women's prison. I was gonna say you're tweeting. Yeah. It's a women's tweet. prison. It's it is straight up is like cell block odd. H. My yeah, no. The stewardess said as we were walking off the plane, punch the biggest guy you see right away, <laughs> and don't let anyone make you their bitch. Yeah. I, and then she took my shoelaces, which I was like, what? <laughs> That's right. I saw. I, was, I walked by Starbucks. I saw people working out with free weights. I'm like, what? Free weights in the middle of this thing? And that's just that's just a normal. That's you normal just want you just want a good work yeah. detail before you get your bags. Exactly. That's all you right, want. Man. Please put me on kitchen duty. That's right. In the library. We had to climb through a river through of, uh, sewage just river to get to our, our feet to our Uber. To our <laughs> but you're stronger now because we of are. You're stronger we're now. In de- we're in the desert island that is Kansas City <laughs> and enjoying it. It's our city on the hill, man. Dude, I'm, we just drove through Westport area. Yeah. This Westport morning. was cool. cool. Like, yeah. there's a lot of cool stuff in Kansas City. So when's the last time you guys were here? So the last time we came was with the comedians of Chelsea lately. Mm-hmm. We played the, the Main Street. Main Street. Over Theater. Alabama House. Yeah. yeah. Power Street. and Light. Yeah. And that was now about eight uh, years ago. Eight or nine years ago. Yeah. No. So that was the last time wow. we were here. And then the time before that, we were in what, high school? Yeah. So we grew up in St. Louis yeah. and we had friends here. This is why Kansas City, for comedy, it has really deep significance for us. So we were in like Jewish youth groups because it was just a way for us to connect with other kids from other cities and we were from St. Louis. And it ended up being a lot of creative kids who yeah. would do that kind of stuff. People we felt really connected to. Because, you know, we were growing our high school. We were into comedy. Not a lot of people were into comedy. We back were like in, comedy nerds in the 80s. Okay? Before it was like cool. Before it was ironically cool. Before it was, cool. Yeah. Before it was yeah. cool. Before Netflix. Before there were like a million stand-up YouTube specials. YouTube or anything like you that. Had nothing. So, so we just sought out comedy. We loved it. And then we made some friends in Kansas City. Some kids who were a year younger than us in high school in Kansas City. They went to Shawnee Mission South. Hey, what up, South? What up? And the we Eagles. were... And we uh we like would I remember we went to visit them so we'd hop on the train in high school and just yeah. take the train from the Amtrak from St. Louis all the way here they pick and they're us like up. come to school with us today and we're like can we and they're like we'll figure it out and we like came, we came to school I remember we like went to their high school and like we went and delivered the announcements at their <laughs> high school like we literally got <laughs> into it was all common like they're like wear black socks and like long shorts and just if anyone asks you guys are foreign exchange students and it, it literally was. It, it was so that funny. Work. That worked. It that worked. worked. That worked. It worked. Oh my god! It worked. Man. We made it through the whole day at a Shawnee Mission South. But we used to send each other. Vi- they were. Vi- they had a, a videotaping business. They would videotape like tape like parties, bar mitzvahs, and stuff like that. And so then they would use their their video camera to shoot like comedy sketches around. Kansas City they would send us a tape like every month we loved it we would show it to our friends and then we would make them since we didn't have a video camera an audio tape of audio sketches we would make up send over this way and it was all about who could be make each other creative so it was like the beginnings of us wanting to create and write comedy was in born out of Kansas City so a lot of love for this place and it's deep in our history oh man it it all goes back to Shawnee Mission South it all goes back it all goes back to the Eagles man 34th and Metcalf or wherever (laughs) we were (laughs) I mean fellas it's like 
like around the corner. You have to go back now. Yeah, go. You gotta go. See if there's a plaque. Who went to us. South? I think Sudeikis went to Shawnee Mission South. But Both Paul guys Rudd that we've met and Paul Rudd, who did our show Cheap Seats. Yep. He was on Cheap Seats. Yep. He Stone Street. We've become friends. With yeah, Eric Stone Street. Mm-hmm. He's a big KC guy. Oh yeah, and uh, that's what I love too, especially about like the KC. They love it. You take it with you, like same with St. Louis. I mean, so John exactly. John Ham is a St. Louis guy. Mizzou. Well, a lot of our friends like either went to Mizzou or to KU. Mm-hmm. That was like a big St. Louis from our high school destination. Went to college at KU or college at Mizzou. So a lot of friends who we haven't seen since high school are going to come out this weekend oh, to see right. us do they shows. They met their spouses or friend group. At KU and then they just stayed in, in Kansas City. Kind of like a weird reunion. Bit of a homecoming, yeah, yeah. In, in in some ways. And, so, and, and we love it. We also love going into a city that we don't know tremendously much about because again we haven't been here we were here for one night nine years ago so to really understand the city and that's why it's so great to know people who are like oh you gotta go here yeah. no you gotta check this out we're gonna go to the Negro Baseball League Museum you know, which I cannot wait you're literally gonna have a blast it's, it is what I, they've done with that place is just it's incredible it's I, absolutely I fear, incredible. they should make white people pee outside there there should yes. be a yeah, whites only rule. drinking fountain and that should be derogatory yeah. you know what I mean that's like, a bad thing that's it you know <laughs> what I mean like oh you gotta go drink out of that yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll I, take it. We, we get we get bottled water. You go out of the drinking fountain. <laughs> you go out of the drinking fountain. I'm ready to do it. Oh, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I endorse all these things. Speak I, for your peoples. I speak for the people. I, I'm a, the voice of the voiceless, so I uh, think we should make that work. I love it. And the other thing we totally connected with you on, uh, which I want to talk with you, yeah. is music. So what are you listening to now that you're loving, or what's catching up? We played you a song. We played, played you a song that you had way, not heard. No, it was You're playing. You're going to start playing. Lizzo, good as hell. I do my Uh, so good, but we talked a little bit about Whitney and that Love album, Whitney. Light Love Upon Whitney. the Lake, man. Like the album, that Light Upon the Lake album mm-hmm. is just, I reach for it and grab it mm-hmm. every single chance I can get and play it because I have a record player. Play it top to yeah. bottom, both sides. Yep. It is phenomenal. Uh, the Bon Iver album that came out last year. Mm-hmm. You're like, where's this guy going to go with what he's doing? Is it yeah. just going to be this super emo, mm-hmm. like just guitar? I'm in the woods in Wisconsin. It like it's really like wet. Seattle. Yeah. Right. It's <laughs> really wet. But There's he, a lot of wet, made, wet moss around exactly. me. Exactly. He, he evolved it. He made a, a vocal like soundscape. Not sound, but vocally he yeah. created that. And he did so many interesting things. Cool, soulful, almost like he's, know, he's such a gospel melody. Really cool guy. I know. Yeah. I got a chance to, to work with some of the guys that have worked with him, and yeah. like, and that's the thing too is you know, there's always going to be the you know pretentious. I heard him first before he was cool. I call that the uh, I call it the pitchfork audience. You know, and as long as he's a punchline, it means everybody knows who he is. Exactly. So that's a good exactly. thing. So it's, it's like, like it's you like can't that. tell a joke that people won't yeah. understand. It's like so the reverse Nickelback. That's you know right. I mean? uh, Although Nickelback, we were at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and we saw the Nickelback exhibit, which is amazing. Uh, which Wait, is just that, that, that no, it's just a. It's in the Nickelback coat room. Was there. They were in the coat room. They were coats. at the coat room. Remember, remember that video where people, their own fans were throwing yeah. rocks yes. at Nickelback? They were throwing rocks at Nickelback. Nickelback was not throwing any rock back at them. Threw no rock back at <laughs> them. They are not a good band. <laughs> 
I was the guy that took a first date to Nickelback. Oh I yeah, I did that. I that, we we that, had we had tickets. Sure, that was your only date. She was like, "What? Why is why he taking me I? here?" And uh, I hate that I knew every song. Man. Oh man, look, it's catchy. It's catchy. Song. Canada's own. You, you climbed. You climbed a Nickelback to. mountain to I've show been her that, that Nickelback mountain top. Up and over what. it. You said we shall overcome together. Uh, <laughs> and that's a phrase that we are not allowed to use at the Negro Baseball Museum. No, the other thing that I've been listening to again because I'm like collecting vinyl and and great records from either the past and whatnot there are like three albums that I'm going to suggest that are and the music is so good to dig back in the past Mm -hmm. so uh I, I got into a couple of solo Graham Nash albums from Crosby Sills Nash. Yeah. Young. He made two albums. They're both incredible. One song for beginners, songs for beginners, and the second one is Wild Tales. Wild Tales is, again, it is just top to bottom, so brilliant of an album. Never he was kind it. of the guy in the band that I liked the least. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah I, I like Stephen Stills is amazing, mm-hmm. and Crosby is just kind of weird and crazy, yeah. but... His soul, his first solo album is amazing too. Uh, if I can only remember my name, that's an amazing album, the David Crosby album. So I listened to that, and then I kind of worked my way into the Graham Nash. It's amazing. It's nope. amazing. It's smart. It's it's just great. I, I would say, play the song if you want to play the song. Hey, you looking at the moon? Hey, you looking at the moon, waiting for the stars to give you answers. Eating in your cars and building. That's the cool stuff, right? That is, like, that is the great part of doing what we do and being kind well, of what, what we don't realize is that, like you, man, we're such big fans of music yeah. that uh, we forget that bands now, especially with podcasts, you know, bands use it. There's a great line in, in the loadout which is uh, Jackson Brown, famous Jackson Brown song where he talks about like finishing up a concert yep. and loading out. Are all empty. Let the roadies take the stage. And talks about really life on the road. Oh, yeah. So they talk they about talk being about on the bus. Being on the bus and Richard, Richard Pryor, Pryor on the TV. Richard Pryor on the video. So, okay, so now you're going back to the 70s and they watch comedians. And with podcasts, when bands go on the road and they have to drive 49 hours, they listen to podcasts yeah. so we don't realize that all this content that we're putting out in the world our stand-up comedy our two podcasts dumb people town and sclabro country yep. those are being consumed by the indie bands that we feature on our yeah team. i mean we so, reached out to whitney and they reached out back to us on on twitter and we're like you guys if you come out you gotta you know come and play and it on play on the podcast and they're pine like grove, yes. another pine grove another langhorn slim a we friend heard, of ours uh, pine grove last night over up down oh yeah we were playing it on the yeah, Lang- oh, yeah. langhorn slim is a buddy of ours oh, and he's man. such a yeah they're playing great here. music at up down we watching the undertaker the last last and you were and you knew the match you knew, knew the, match. the match it's disgusting man it's that was disgusting. so good. but but then we heard like what we heard from uh, Naughty by Nature, mm-hmm. uh, OPP, OPP. You know, so you go OPP all the way to like MGMT. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you know me. Yeah. And so so we in hanging out there, I was like, oh, Kansas City has this, and I'm sure you've tapped into it, which yeah. is really cool. This sort of alt group of folks, counterculture. Yeah, like a counterculture yeah. people who are like, yeah, we're up for consuming great comedy yeah. and great music and great art. Yeah, and it doesn't have everything. Doesn't have to be just surface level. You no. Know right. what I mean? That's, Go deep. We're the buzz. We have we call it Buzz Family. It's a real thing, man. Yeah, I believe that. And uh, we're gonna get everybody that. out there to show tonight. I love you that. guys. I'm just gonna give a little bit of uh, uh, just the resume, just so 
people sure, know what sure. we're talking about. Cheap seats on mm-hmm. ESPN featured all the time. You guys on last night on yeah, at, on midnight. at midnight last night. The mom's with, episode with our mom. She, she brought she it. I mean, she was way older than the other moms, but she <laughs> but brought she, it. She got her own. She did, she well. did a great job. Nice. Uh, you guys have done stuff with the Chelsea Lately crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just. The list goes on and on. I was going to talk about this last night, sure. but I wanted to save it. Save it. Let's because, do it. Because, like I said, I've, I, I've been a fan for a long time, but a lot of my buddies, I'm 25, okay. so a lot of my buddies, how they've met you guys for the first time, mm-hmm. season three finale oh. of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh my God, that was a blast. I that mean, the whole gang, the gang dances their gang ass off. Gang dances their ass off. So yeah. here's a cool story about that. that. Was, was that the, the Q crew. The Q crew. crew. Fat Michael and Squirrely D. Squirrely D. Yeah. Those are our names that we came up with for these so, guys. Okay, so here's a cool story about that. So, you know, as twins, you know, there aren't a lot of great roles that are written for twins. Sometimes they write some good ones and we've done them, but, and we've gotten, we've been lucky enough to do a lot of them. But other times, you know, we each got this audition to come in and be a morning DJ who's, who's running this dance competition at the bar on It's Always Sunny. And as we were learning the lines, Randy and I were just improvising with each other. We're helping each other learn the scene, but we're going to go in and read against each other. Yeah. And we start improvising, like, what if they were like, because we had an old team. bit in our act about a morning zoo in St. Louis, like KC95. Like, and we went into this whole thing. We, We're going to jam so much Kenny Loggins down your throat. <laughs> you're going to, you know, all that stuff. So, yes. like, that we'll whole. coughing up Doobie Brothers, right? You know, so that. <laughs> KC95, you know, like, some stations are going to give you the Counting Crows. We're going to give you this. Na 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 na. All right, so it was just a rip on all that. So we we had those cadences and those rhythms, and we just started improvising. And we're like, this is funnier than what we're doing individually. Let's go in and let's ask the casting director before we either of us read and they get any of us on tape. We said, hey, we have an idea. Can we pitch you like an interesting thing? We didn't change the ins and outs of these lines. We just improvised within them a little bit, and we created this thing called the Q Crew or whatever we are. I love it. And and they're like, we did it, and it's like you know a gamble. But the second you know we've become friends with Charlie Day and and Rob and and, and Caitlin, Caitlin, Caitlin and, and Glenn because you, you guys have done stuff with Caitlin before. Right? Yes, yeah. Caitlin's come on and done stuff. And with we us. put her in a movie put that we wrote, movie thing that we wrote. But she, so they're amazing. Love those guys. And they all said that the second we saw you guys on there, we're like, this is it. You yeah. guys are it. And so once we got on the set, though, it was so loose on the set. That we started improvising more. So we're like, like, what if one of them's going through a nasty divorce but can't drop the DJ voice? Yeah, they're like, yes, 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 yes. Like, I can't tell you the last time I didn't shower with Motel soap. Q crew. Sometimes I like to go into the closet and just smell her dresses. Q crew. Being a radio guy, you, you do. You Bill, nailed it. You still absolutely thing. nailed it. Just the guy you think like these guys have amazing voices, and what if they were just going through tremendous personal tragedy and, and they, they can't, can't lose drop the, voice. the DJ voice? By the way, that's mostly real, right? Mostly so, real. like, I'm so sad inside. <laughs> I'm yeah. so dead inside. I don't even want to wake up in the morning. Q crew. I mean, just the worst things Love you can it. say in that way. So that just was a blast to do, and they were loving it. And here, I mean, it was a huge scene yeah. because you've got all these extras and all these people dancing and like, you season know. Season finale. 
So a lot of yeah, yeah. who's yeah. the guy? He comes in in the rickety, exoskeleton. Rickety, 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 yeah. comes in in the exoskeleton, and so like there's this sort of hydraulics and uh. a whole thing that's happening. So a lot of moving parts in this thing, and they still allowed us to improvise. Improvise. It's one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. I Thank absolutely you. love. Thank it. you, absolutely and we get that it. a lot, and it's really fun. And you know, I mean, obviously, those guys have gone on to do. I'm especially Charlie has gone on to do like yeah. massive, massive things. Um, Caitlin's show, The Mick, is awesome. Oh, yeah. Caitlin is so me, right? good. Yeah. On so the mic, yeah, it. we love those guys, and and just love the energy they had. That was another thing that, like, we saw that show on TV, and we said, "How do we get on that show? Yeah. Who are these people? How do we get on this show?" So, what do you guys prefer more? Do you guys prefer more of the improv style? Do you like? You guys write yeah. too, right? Yeah, we write as well, and so I mean, you want to write it in a way that's close to how we kind of talk, but we always love it when it feels. Anytime I see somebody acting. And it feels very natural yeah. and real. I love that. I yeah. immediately gravitate towards that. So the more natural we can make it, and obviously between the two of us, we can sort of jump off of, it's not like my line, your line, my line. Mm. There's a little bit of a crossover yeah. and overlap. So yeah. we really, really enjoy anybody that allows us to do that. We just did a show that's, we're not allowed to say what it is because we signed a non-disclosure agreement. Oh, I but see. TV oh, I show. See. Oh, I see. It's a TV it. show. Uh, it takes place it, in New Mexico. That's all we're going to say. It takes like place in New that. Mexico. Like you can probably figure out what's going on. Yeah, but I'll put that together. It'll be on at the end of this month. We did two episodes of it. And even in that show where there really isn't any riffing, there was a little bit. They allowed us to do a little bit, which I thought was incredible. And so that that experience is just super fun. Any, any work we get, anytime you're on a set yeah. getting to do work, I just am like the happiest person. Kids. Kids in the set. How do you? Oh, I mean, man. just you bring them on the road. No, no we don't not bring the kids on the road. No. It's just too hard because yeah. at night you're just tied up. And I mean, there was like a beautiful, sweet freedom that we had last yeah. night. So we're just walking the streets of Kansas City. With, like I don't have to put anyone to sleep. I don't have to like deal with any of this right. garbage. Kids, kids, kids can be tough. Although someone was, who was with us did pee on themselves. Yes, yeah, and so it was reminiscent was of that. That's yeah. true. But I, it, I do apologize for that. That's, that's okay. Sorry. I said know. someone. I was trying to protect. I you was trying to hide. It was dark. I thought I was in the urinal. No, but so we, you know, for. We each have two kids, so that's a lot. You're dealing with two personalities. It's a lot. I always love when like someone has one kid and they complain about how. They're hard like, it is. I have a 17 month old kid, and so I'm like, you're barely a parent, my yeah. man. If you got one kid, you're like you're like a parent, like an optometrist is a doctor. Yeah. You're barely in, a parent. In theory. It's like you have a dog that talks. And then you get the people who are like, no, I have a dog. It's just like having a kid. No, nope, nope, it is. No, nope. like I love that you think it is. But I'm going to tell you something. If you can tie it up while you go have brunch, it's yeah. not a kid. If you <laughs> if you can leave it with someone who is not a member of your family while you go out of town, it is not a kid. If you can cut off its balls in the communities like that's a good thing. Yeah. You just did a good thing for the a community. Kid. <laughs> it's Although not a for kid. some people, you should be allowed yeah, to do I, that. I agree. That's, for yes. some kids, you have to do that. So, yeah, we work in it. I mean, it's what we're dealing with and hopefully hopefully if you don't have kids we'll make it funny enough that you understand what it's about in a way that you don't have to in the same way that we made sports funny for non-sports fans we look at parenting as like something we can tell you about and you can laugh at even if you don't have kids and if you do have kids we try and take what is the human element of yeah. it that everybody can relate yeah. to and we as people are trying to relate to and so know, we get a little bit of that there's a little bit of everything in the act so it's uh, there's a little something for everyone it's gonna be awesome man one Thanks, I man. got one last sure yes. one last thing because I just I, and Hartzell yes. will be there yeah buddy yeah and we're gonna go out afterwards yes, yes. we are we're music foundation yes, yes. last wait. calls at like 545 here we go what? Oh, 545 that will kill me that will, that will kill me I won't be making last call but I will be making for First call. Comedy in the age of Trump. Yeah. 
And even before that, you know, when you got people like Seinfeld who doesn't want to do college shows anymore. Yeah, or I know. Rock or Bill Maher. Who- I know. That is, well, that's, well, yeah, you're touching. You're talking about two different ends of the yeah, spectrum. Yeah. I mean, look, we, uh, Trump is so bad. I mean, I, we made this joke on our special and I'm like nervous. I don't know if I told you, mm-hmm. I was like nervous it, on our upcoming special. We just do a joke and I'll, it's going to be out on CISO in September. September 14th. So this is really something that happened in my life and I wanted to reflect it and talk about it. My son said to me from the back of the car, he you know, we're all mad about Trump and I don't hide it and I don't hide it from my son and he picks it up and he, and I explain to him why things are tough. And he, so one night, one day I was driving in the car and he said, dad, I was like, yeah, he said, I want to kill Trump. And I was like, it's nice to have goals, honey. Like literally I couldn't, (laughs) obviously I'm not condoning killing the president. Don't fire me from my job or send secret service to my house. Dummy. (laughs) But like for me, you know, we put that in the special and it's true. Trump's so bad, he's making me a bad parent. And that's the premise of that bit. And I admit that it's not a great thing to say, but... But it is, we are in such uncharted waters. It just it's, feels different, right? It's hard not to just be really mad. Yeah. It's hard not to really so just... So how do we some- battle it and how do we get through it? You get through it by creating art and you get through it by voicing and trying to be funny about it. If you can be funny about it, I mean, look, you got dumb people who are getting who are getting their voices heard. Yep. You got a bunch of Nazis and crappy people like that who are suddenly feeling emboldened that they can do a bunch of things that they couldn't do 4 years ago. Like for us, you know, they we're like we have to be the counter voice and we have to do it in a smart and funny way yeah. that makes people laugh because if people are laughing about it even if you support him if you laugh at what we're saying we've sort of brought everybody together mm-hmm. and that is kind of the beauty of what live seeing live comedy is we are in an age where everyone's on their phone you can be at no a concert th- and you can be scrolling through your emails yeah. you can't you can be at a concert I love I when it. people like hold up their it. phone at a concert and they're watching it on their phone the put it down put let it be an experience in your brain look up and live that's look right up and live. look up so, and but live. at a comedy show it's hard to do that people don't want filming and that doesn't happen mm-hmm. as much so you have a room full of people collectively listening and then laughing together it is such a beautiful sound a room thing. full of people doing one thing together is a beautiful sound rare it's rare in this day and age, so, so we got to do it. But as far as the Seinfeld thing and like not wanting to go there, the sensitivity on the other end of the spectrum, that's hard too. And I understand, like you want to be able to be edgy. Yeah. Our point as comedians is to take people outside their comfort zone. And, and sometimes say, we say things in a way to blow out certain attitudes. Yeah. Doesn't mean we espouse those attitudes. It means we're making fun of that stance that's what satire is that's what satire is that's colbert's whole thing on on the com on comedy central is he was being more of a bill o'reilly than bill o'reilly was that he was he was lampooning it by going further if you took his thing what he was saying literally Mm -hmm. you'd be like uh, you know someone who is a sensitive oversensitive person who had never seen the show would be like who's this guy and why is he saying these things Mm -hmm. so you can't yeah exactly so we're i'm very much in the in the frame of mind of like especially if it's for comedy you have and you're a comedian and you're a known comedian you have like we have to push boundaries and make people think about things i'm very excited this has been awesome seriously you guys this is this has been a treat for us treat for us man great to meet you and uh, good luck with this awesome show it was party night okay yes thanks guys Waiting for